Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, God created man. The Bible said in verse 28, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful. And multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moved upon the earth. Praise the Lord. Please take your seat. In a very brief time, we want to pray and engage um, the power of God in fruitfulness. When God created man, the very first thing he said to man was a blessing and God blessed them after he had created them in verse 27 the very first thing God introduced into their lives was a blessing and God blessed them and a sign of the blessing was that they should be what be fruitful that's the first sign and God blessed them and said unto them Be fruitful and multiply. So fruitfulness is top on God's agenda of blessing. It is part of God's priority element to manifest fruitfulness in the life of the people or the persons he blesses. And so when you are a child of God, created out of his image and of his own likeness, One of the things that God really puts on you or the key thing God puts on you is a blessing. And one of the things that will manifest out of the blessedness of your personality is fruitfulness. Is what? So it is difficult to see the absence of fruit in the life of a man or a woman that is blessed. And please... When God said be fruitful here, he was not speaking about children. He was speaking about man fulfilling and becoming all that he wanted man to become. Because God is not God because he has human beings. God, we are children of God, but we are not the only thing God has. God has the whole universe he has has created, including the ones we don't know. So the blessing and the fruitfulness, the part of of that whole package is even the potentials that we don't know exist. And so, the fruitfulness is key. Tell somebody, is key in the manifestation of the blessing. Now, lift up your right hand and say, I am a candidate of fruitfulness because I am blessed by God. Say it with boldness. Say, I'm a candidate of fruitfulness because I'm blessed by God. So tonight, you have to understand that the fruitfulness we are talking about, we are not talking about childbearing. 
It's just a very small part of it. We are talking about your fruitfulness in your health. Fruitfulness in your finances. In the work of your... We will just talk about a few things right now. Now, it is God created us to be fruitful. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 4... Watch what the Bible says. Deuteronomy 28 verse 4. The Bible said that blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. So you see here that God is showing us different dimensions of fruitfulness. Different dimensions that man can en- encounter fruitfulness. You go down and say, fruitfulness of your body. Fruitfulness of your basket. <laughs> fruitfulness of your ground. Are you here now? Fruitfulness of your cattle. Fruitfulness of your kind. Fruitfulness of your basket. That's your bank account right there. Fruitfulness of your store. So, we are talking about man becoming fruitful in all dimensions. Say all dimensions. I can't hear you at all. Some of you, when you hear fruitfulness, you become very emotional. Say all dimensions. We have to talk about fruitfulness. They are looking for money. Some people, when they hear that somebody died in the family, they collapse. Not for the pain of the loss. But for the lack of resources to handle the funeral. That's how they collapse. May nobody collapse here for that kind of financial fruitlessness. That's why I'm saying that you will be fruitful in your basket, in your store, in your ground, in your kind, your business. So you see that God is talking about fruitfulness holistically in totality. And man has got different departments in our destiny. And every area must function the same way. God is not deficient in any area. Is God talking to somebody here? So, one of the things you have to know is that you were created to be fruitful. Say, I was created to be fruitful. So, any area of my life that is not fruitful, including my health, say, I declare right now, tonight, be fruitful. Because the will of God... It's for you to be fruitful. Now prophesy to somebody the will of God. It's for you to be fruitful. Because you were created to be fruitful. Please notice that barrenness is not our portion. It is not the portion of the child of God to show signs of withering. Signs of fruitlessness. Signs of barrenness. It is not your portion. It is not my portion. It is not our covenant. It's not our heritage. To be there and there is no fruit in our lives. That's not how God created us. John chapter 15 verse 1 and 2. John 15 1 and 2. Very quickly says that I am the true vine. And my father is the husband man. Every branch in me. That buried not fruit he taketh away. And every branch that buried fruit he purged it. That it may bring forth more fruit. So God does not like the branch. Jesus said I'm the vine and you are the branches. So when he was talking about branches. He was referring to you and I. And Jesus saying that his father is a husband man. You can imagine that God, you are a branch in God's garden. 
And you, you don't want to produce fruit. Try. You can see that the problem is not the gardener. The problem is the branch itself that has refused to receive from the vine to produce the fruit. So he said that if the branch doesn't produce fruit, it is not the fault of the vine. It's the fault of the branch. And because of that, it is cut off. But the branch that produces fruit, that one is rewarded and it is even dressed and helped to produce more fruit. You shall be that branch that is producing fruit. That amen is not born again at all. Lift your hand and say, I am that branch that shall bear fruit. And I receive more anointing to bear fruit. Tonight receive what it takes to bear more fruit. As I receive what it takes to bear more fruit. Receive it one more time. I like what my bishop says. Receive it one, two, three. I receive. Yes. I feel it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> that thing that you have to receive to bear much fruit is not normal. If it was a, 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 a gardener, he would just be giving you fertilizer, he would be giving you water, he would be giving you some form of good humidity, you know, for early morning. You know, all these things can just, just collide stuff. So you see that chemicals here and different kinds of ingredients to ensure that this time around the fruit will not be this size, it will be this size. Amen. And it will be more. It, the, the thing is, is supernatural. Is what? That, that's why tonight is a supernatural night. It's a communion night. Notice that by revelation, as you are hearing this word, it is from here that Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. As I'm speaking fruitfulness, fruitfulness, any fruitlessness in any area of your life, let it check out of your life now. From this moment, you shall see fruit. I said somebody is going to see fruit here. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive that spirit. And, and the Bible uses this metaphor of a woman believing God for childbearing or childbirth to teach us a lot about the generality of fruitfulness. So in Songs of Solomon 4.2, watch it. It is repeated because it's not our portion. You know, in Songs of Solomon, God is just sharing, is showing us his love. You know, so we are God's lovers. You know, you can just read it to your lover. You know, say, I love you. <laughs> Songs of Solomon. <laughs> he said, thy teeth. Let's go to verse 1. We'll see the love there. He said, behold, thou art fair. You are fair. Very fair. There's a sister here. She's very dark, but she says she's fair. Behold, thou art fair, my love. But that word fair there is talking actually about the fact that you are beautiful. Behold, thou art fair, my love. Behold, thou art fair. Thou hast dove's eye. This is a rap. Uh, when I go home, I'm going to say something to my wife. Oh, my wife, your eyes are like a dove's eyes. Thou hast dove's eyes within thy locks. Yes, even if there is no anin tongue, it's nice. Thy hair. It's as a flock of goats. That appear from Mount Gilead. This is a Brazilian one. 
It's a Brazilian hair. I'm telling you, this too much. <laughs> Verse 2. Too much. Thy teeth are like a flock of sheep. That are even shown. God is too much. What's in your he said, your teeth, you know, it shines like that of a sheep. Which came up from the washing. It's like, you just, hey, what a tooth whitening process. Whereof every, just check the last version. Whereof everyone bear twins. And none is barren among them. He's using the sheep as a metaphor. To represent you and I. And he's giving all those features and attributes that are beautiful. No defect anywhere. Then he's saying that, that each one of them. Whereof each one of them bear twins. Twins. God has not called us to be fruitful in singleness. Because of God's fruitfulness, we always have more than regular people have. And he says that none is barren among them. He didn't say none shall be barren. But he said, and none is barren. Stand up right now and say, I'm not barren. Anybody telling you anything? Forget about it. Just tell them I'm not barren. I'm not unemployed. I'm not childless. Whatever they say I cannot do. The Lord says I am not barren. I'm not barren. The potential is already there. And he's going to show this year. After this fast, oh, the potential will become a manifestation in the mighty name of Jesus. Can you preach with me by shouting a louder amen? In chapter 6, verse 6, just stand. Stand. Chapter 6, verse 6. You see that because this thing is serious... God is talking about it again. 6 6 says that thy teeth are as a flock of sheep which go up from the washing, whereof everyone beareth twins. And there is not one. First, he said, none is buried. He he's now going deeper by breaking it down. He said, there is not one barren among them. Not one. Not one. Is it you that can say you are barren? When God is saying there is not one. I, I cannot imagine myself being in the midst of people and I'm the one who, who carries something that must not be carried. Whatever God does not want you to carry, refuse to carry it. Even if the practical reality is showing you otherwise, refuse to carry it. I'm not barren. I cannot be barren. Why? Because God says, and there is not one barren amongst them. Not one. Not one poor amongst us. Not one sick amongst us. Are you here at all? <laughs> not one unemployed. It is possible for everybody to be fine here. It is possible for everybody to be working here. It's possible for everybody to have children biologically here. It is possible for everybody to be rich here. Everybody to own a house. 
a car, a land, be married, be enjoying marriage, everybody to travel at some point in time. It is possible. None shall be buried in our midst because none is buried amongst us. Shout aloud, amen. I'm feeling, please sit down. <laughs> oh boy. Should I end the preaching? Because of that, God has created us as joyful custodians of the of fruitfulness. In Psalm 113 verse 9, he's using a parent as an illustration to teach us how joyful he has created us with fruitfulness. He said, he maketh the barren woman to keep a house. He maketh the barren woman to keep house. And to be a joyful mother of children. And that one will still praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. Sometimes... You know, God's definition is always different from man's definition. When they were saying Lazarus was dead, Jesus was saying he's asleep. He was defining it differently. They said he was dead. He said he's asleep. So when he got there, he just called him and said, my friend, come out. Come forth. He just called him. As far as the people of Jesus' time were concerned, they buried Jesus. But when he was alive, he said that, except a seed be planted. So they called it burial. He called it planting. In his mind, he was going to germinate and come alive again. You know, burial has some kind of perspective that is done and dusted and gone, no life. But planting has a perspective that says that it's dying for a moment to receive life to become bigger and better and greater. Is God talking to somebody here? So, when God is saying that, look at the scripture again. A very nice scripture in that psalm. That he said, he maketh the barren woman to keep house. A, people are saying he's barren. But God is making that person keep house. And he's keeping, he didn't even say home or what they say. He's keeping house. So, and he's a joyful mother of children. Not a child. Is a joyful mother of children. That's it. People are saying it's barren, but God can see children in that person. That's why he has given that person the ability to keep a house full of rooms and space so that the potential children will come and occupy that space. He didn't say to keep a home. I'm not talking about husband. And that is why if you have revelation, you will start praising God. Because he said, that kind of a person, people may be saying you are barren, but be praising God. Because your own covenant heritage is the one in the middle. You are a joyful mother of children. <laughs> 
a joyful employer of employees. <laughs> Hello, brother, you have a conglomerate of businesses, an empire that, that, that will be global. Is God talking to somebody? I see that grace. For you to become a joyful mother, a joyful father, a person of fruitfulness, receive it in the name of Jesus. Yes, in, that, in this communion service, this is what you are receiving. You are receiving it with joy. With what? Joy. Come on now, with what? Joy. With joy. Praise the Lord. Please, everybody must have a stance against fruitlessness. And the stance should be one that makes you hate this phenomenon of fruitlessness because anything God has not permitted, you must detest. You must be dissatisfied about it. You must have an unquenchable hatred for that kind of a thing. When it tries to show any sign around you, you must hate it from the inside. Proverbs 30, 15 to 16. Fruitlessness is a never quenching test of life. You can never be satisfied when fruitlessness is on ground. In 15 to 16, he said, The horse leech has two daughters crying, Give, give. There are three things that are never satisfied. Three things. Oh. Yea, four things say not it is enough. That's, there are three things they are never satisfied. Then there are four that can never say it is enough. They can never be satisfied. Their thirst can never be quenched. Their hunger can never be filled. Those is a bottomless pit. Is if you are fruitless, you should never be comfortable and make fruitlessness a normality in your life. And he started showing the three plus the four. <laughs> in the next verse, look at the things he's saying. Number one, the grave. Before you were born, they were burying people. Has the grave stopped swallowing? Eh? It's never, it's never. It, the grave hates fruitlessness. To the grave, the more corpse that come there, he said, hey, this is, cemetery is active. It's fruitful. I mean, the grave is so, is so always hungry. And a glutton. So dissatisfied, this COVID that came, the grave is the happiest. So you see them coming in numbers. When he sees the numbers in America, he so, wow, now India is my friend and Japan. Even the grave is sensible enough to know that it is not normal that people are there, they are not dying. What is this? They must die, die. The prayer point of the grave is that die. Well, it cannot live without dead body. The grave won't dead body. Are you here with me? Tonight, may you have understanding in Jesus' name. These are things that are not satisfied. They are not, they never say it's enough. 
You see that sometimes there is something they call mass barrier in mass grave. <laughs> the grave is tired swallowing one person per time. It just wants more. How can you be a believer and there is fruitlessness around you and you have accepted that this is it? Where did you see it in the Bible? Second thing. That never says it's enough. He said, the barren womb. That's a human being is talking right there. That if you're a human being and no fruit is coming out of your life, forget about children. You want money to buy a car. You don't have money to buy. Some ladies don't even have money to buy sanitary stuff. It can be so embarrassing and so degrading to that point that, Charlie, you want to joke with fruitlessness. And about some cranny. When fruitlessness becomes normal state for you in life, you have lost your mind. You have lost your, your covenant position because it is never the will of God. That as a child of God, you accept fruitlessness, barrenness, unfruitfulness. In any kind, shape, or form, you must fight it. You must what? The barren womb is never satisfied. You can be satisfied by what everything that is in you is never satisfied. That means that there are people that can live in denial. You are unemployed. It's like, and shut down. Maybe it's Oboa. Oboa, you better flow. You better what? Yeah, yeah. Because the hunger of the grave brings more dead bodies. The hunger of the womb will bring more babies. That's why it's never enough. It's never satisfied. And you need desperation and dissatisfaction to push you to get to the realm of satisfaction. Comfort is an enemy. Tonight, receive what it takes to get more fruit in the name of Jesus. Shout a louder, amen. amen. Please, I have not said go and beat your husband. Go and beat your wife. That's all what we are talking about. I keep giving a disclaimer because we are talking about covenant things. There are people who have a carnal mind. Every time they are looking at natural things, they go and create problems. But we are talking about you must become all that God wants you to become. Amen. Then he talks about other things. Watch it. He says that the earth that is not filled with water if you see how the desert drinks water when rain pours there. <sighs> Have you seen a, a baby that has been born fresh before? Has not seen breast before? You, you bring it near the breast. If you are not careful, if the baby had teeth... The nipple will be gone. <laughs> the desert cannot wait to drink the water. The last they say, and the fire that saith not. Fire. When go and ask Australia and California, when the fires start. He goes that it will burn house, burn car, and then when it's burning the car, there is something in the car that will make the fire escalate. Then it will now jump and go and touch some electrical wires and it will escalate. Transfer that. It's going to go. 
Hey. May you be fruitful from Accra to Liberia. From Liberia to America. Liberia to Jamaica. May your fruitfulness be everywhere. Shout aloud, amen. Hey. Charlie, your fruitfulness will be like that of the fire. Shout a louder, amen. It is not normal to be comfortable with fruitlessness. It's not normal. It's not normal. Two keys or three, I'll just mention. Number one key to engage fruitfulness. Number one, First Samuel chapter one, verse three to five, sacrifice. I mean, the holiness, God, redemption, consecration. We are holding all that constant. First Samuel chapter one, verse three to five. Watch it. But unto Hannah. Verse 3 says that, and this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priest of the Lord, were there for. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and daughters, her daughters, Portions, verse 5. But unto Hannah, he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. Praise the Lord. So here we see that sacrifice attracts the attention of God on a person. It also breaks the curse and scatters the plague of barrenness. Most of the time, when we are talking about fruitfulness, we talk about the barrenness of Hannah. But Hannah, Hannah's barrenness was also the barrenness of Penny, um, Elkanah, the husband. And it was the custom of the husband that every year she went, he went to Shiloh to perform sacrifices. Most of the time in childbirth, when we are talking about the covenant for childbirth. You see, most of the time, it's the women that come out. But you see Hannah's husband taking the lead for the covenant. He was going to Shiloh to worship and give covenant sacrifices on the altar of God every year. To that point that he started engaging the wife in the covenant that he was giving Penina some to give. He was giving Hannah some to give. And the combination between Elkanah's sacrifice and Hannah's sacrifice on the altar in Shiloh brought an attention on Hannah. When you have a partner in business, it's important that you teach them to practice some covenant practices of sacrifice. Of what? Talk to me. Of what? That's why most of the time you see business partners go to lodge together. They go to the shrine together. And if you're a Christian, they must come to the church together to present your sacrifice together on the altar. Is God talking to somebody? It has a way of attracting supernatural attention and breaking 
plague in the Bible we have seen over and over and over again. David counted people. God came killing, 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 killing. He raised a sacrifice. God now told the angel of death that it's okay, go back. Sacrifice will never die until life dies. If life on earth pertains, seed, time, harvest will never cease. Anybody who walks away from sacrifice has just abandoned a major supernatural force to have power here on earth. Your sacrifice is your power to deal with barrenness. Are you here at all? That's why anybody believing God for fruit in any area of life, one of the ways of showing aggression is to be a crazy giver. Cornelius, is it Cornelius? He gave until God sent a vision to him and called the apostle that the guy has given too much. And he doesn't have the Holy Ghost. You better go and get him to get Let him have the Holy Ghost. Let the whole house catch the spirit. Because it's too much. A person of sacrifice will always attract the attention of heaven. Always. Always. Attention of heaven. There are battles you are fighting. The reason why people are undoing you with your good grammar and the good proposal of a contract before the minister is because they have engaged a sacrifice somewhere. And you are here speaking grammar. You think it's a joke? Brother, the fruitfulness is not in the suit. I was told a story. I've said it here before. Friends of mine in the oil business in Nigeria. They said they were going to see the then um, petroleum minister. They were friends of. She was a friend of theirs. So they were all waiting. Then some babas were there with some other two guys. You see that? The guys were holding papers. They were not speaking very good English. Four of them. So as they were there, it was their turn. Two of them went inside, but before they went, the babas held their hand and did some incantations. And they went in the waiting area. And as they entered, the two on ground, it was like a backup support. They were there chanting, 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 reciting, reciting, reciting. And Jabia, the, the, these semi-literate, whatever, cabal business people went in, they came out very happy. Do you know that? <laughs> My friends, they, the whole nation knew that they were friends with the minister. He never gave them the concession or whatever they were looking for. That When the minister had problems, my friends, their names were in the newspaper publications that they had been giving so much. Everybody was looking for them. Meanwhile, they were not given anything. <laughs> they, I'm telling you, do you understand? They were seen seem to have been given so much when nothing was given to them. It's not every time that social network will make you draw capital. These people were there. They, they, the Babas were there chanting. Uzu, 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 uzu. We don't know what happened to the woman. As she went, uh, they were talking. She was signing. They were talking. She was signing. They came out. Hooray! 
And the people who knew her friend, tight covenant, blah, blah, blah. They went and she said, oh, I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. Never did it until eight, four years she left office. And when they chased her into exile, everybody was also chasing these friends of mine. That they, they, know, they were the front people to front for this minister. For the minister's business. Meanwhile, she never gave them anything. People who knew how to engage sacrifices were chopping even though they were strangers. And, and people who were part of the fraternity were denied because Charlie, sacrifice has a way of speaking. And it will speak in the shrine and it will speak in the church. I don't know where you belong. If you belong to the church, make sure that your altar of sacrifice is also speaking. I pray that all your sacrifices will begin to speak on your behalf. Shout a louder, amen. amen. Are, you, are, you, are you getting it at all? It's, it's powerful. It's powerful. Hey, you need more keys? Tell somebody that big thing you are believing God for. You need to raise that sacrifice. Yeah. If it's there, sometimes you you carry whatever is there, like the the widow of Zarephath. You say, I have a small dough, small, yeah, you say, go and bring. And as you sacrifice that one, the heavens will open. Sometimes you don't really have, but the, the sacrificial offering can be inside the potential blessing. I want to say it again. You are believing God for a one million dollar contract. You can sacrifice like Hannah did. If you give me a son, if I will return him back to you. If you ever give me this one million dollar contract, I am sending hundred thousand dollars to you. Anytime you get it, you send it to God. Is God talking to somebody? Because most of the time, you have to send your faith out there to connect with whatever you are looking for out there before you will appear before God again. And this thing is the kind of Hannah vow. You give me a son, I return him back to you. You give me this contract, I'm not just paying tight. This is what I'm going to do. I'm buying a bus, I'm buying a land. I'm giving this to, to you in the church. I'm doing this. Praise the Lord. And never forget the vow. Never forget what? Talk to me now. Talk to me now. Never forget what? Verse 10 to 13. Let's just do two more keys and then we'll pray. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 10 to 13. Another key is a key of prayer. Is what key? Talk to me. What key is that? And she was in bitterness of soul. Talking about Hannah. And she prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. Eleven. And she vowed a vow. That's a vow I've told you. And said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid. And remember me and not forget thine handmaid. But will give unto thine handmaid a man child. This contract, this baby, this job. Then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. And there shall no razor come upon his head. Some people when they get it, they now crop the thing. Coffee, coffee, coffee. 
Sakura. They just tell God, Sakunko. Leave the hair for God. Hey. So Hannah was praying. Next verse. Beautiful verse. That 12. And it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord. She did what? Please, what did she do? When you raise your sacrifice, you must continue. I can't hear you. Continue what? Tell somebody, never stop praying. If you want to see fruitfulness, you must continue praying. Now, at which point must you even begin to find yourself that you are praying? Because sometimes you are praying and you don't even see that you are praying. I want to show you the point at which you must begin to matter. Ah, at this level, no, I've seen that I am praying. Let's read it. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. People are marking your mouth. Oh. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought that she had been drunken. Fourteen. And Eli said unto her, Abe, how long would thou be drunken? Put away thine wine from thee. Until your prayers become an embarrassment to you from people who know better. You have not started praying. You know, you, you can be in the house with coffee, you are praying and she looks at you and she's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> don't you get tired it doesn't work until it becomes an embarrassment until people who are spiritual begin to embarrass you for praying for that fruitfulness if you have not gotten to that level where people are embarrassing you you have not started praying you are 40 believing God to marry you can't pray hide, you know. Let the prayer continue until your mother will come. Your father will come. Your Osofu will come. Sometimes Osofu will even come and say that you can do an arrangement and get one child from somebody. Osofu is still not God. Let me tell you something. People must start talking nonsense to you because of your plight. When you are praying for you to know that you are now beginning to pray. Is God talking to somebody at all? You that used to have swag and men used to fall for you. Now men are not even bidding to your request. For trying to do a legitimate business. And it's like they are all having hits, 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 hits on you. And you say you won't do because now you are a Christian and they are laughing at you. Until you get to that point. You have not started praying. Prayer must embarrass you to bring fruitfulness sometimes. Is God talking to somebody here? You pray until the prayer is an embarrassment to your life. That is that point where you know that you have entered the matter well, well. And she became so drunk that in prayer that the, the, the people say, you are drunk. He said, no, I'm not drunk. The matter, it has reached a very high level. Praise the Lord. Is God talking to somebody here? Receive the spirit of prayer. Consistent prayer. Intense prayer. What, are you asleep here? 
my God, receive that anointing to pray and pray and pray and pray until that disease will jump out of your body. Until that embarrassment will jump out of your body. Shout a louder, amen. Shout a louder, amen. Every time, 21 days fasting. Every Saturday morning, you are running early in the morning. Why don't you sleep? That is the embarrassment that will make you yourself will recognize that no. I'm now starting. This one that nobody is saying anything. The thing is not working yet. When you start getting embarrassed for your faith in God through prayer, then you know that you have now moved from the normal level. And that is the level that a lot of people just give up. They just retract their steps. And then they don't move forward. Hannah said, as my ears are hearing, my mouth is moving. The Bible said, he had, she had prayed until her mouth was moving. Too much. Number three, you need a, a prophetic blessing. What do you need? Verse 17, you need what? From your priest, from a priestly blessing. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace. And the Lord God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. The following year now, she brought the baby. Sometimes eh, what is painful is when you don't have any shepherd speaking over your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A shepherdless believer will struggle in certain things. Are you here at all? So sometimes you see that the, um, the, the grace for execution has been just packaged in a rema word in the mouth of your shepherd. And that word will be giving supernatural energy to effect changes in your heavens. Is God talking to somebody here? So tonight, Eli had been rejected by God. He was just sitting there as a ceremonial priest, waiting for this baby that will be born to take over from him. And in that pr- process of waiting to be, to be, to be buried in the grave because God had already rejected him and is out from the priesthood, he still carried fire in his mouth. Too much prophetic fire that he saw a barren woman. He misjudged the actions of the barren woman. The woman corrected him. He apologized to the woman and released a prophetic blessing that, hey, a year by this time, you will return here and that desire of your heart will come to pass. I don't have time for a year. I declare that tomorrow by this time, Whatever you are looking for, receive it now. That amen, if it is full of faith, receive it right now. I prophesy upon you. All of you believing God for the fruit of the womb, receive it a year by this time. Believing God for a job, receive it right now. For that contract, receive it right now. I stand here as a shepherd over you, and I declare your appointment is released right now. Your letter is released right now. Your contract is released right now. Your payment is released right now. That contention on your land is over right now. That payment you are waiting for is released right now. Your health is released now. Receive more X. 
more S in your ovaries, more S. <laughs> Powerful spams. <laughs> Receive money in your bank account. Receive fruitfulness. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Shout and receive it. In the name of Jesus, I have spoken over your life. It will happen. He said, according to your desire, according to how you have requested. None of you will give birth to children who are some way, some way. No way. It will not happen. By the decree of the word of the Lord, we correct any error in the mighty name of Jesus. No error shall be associated with you. We come against it. Supernaturally, we overturn it. We overturn it. Any sickness in your body, let it be jumping. Let it jump out of your body. Let it check out of your body. Any defect in your destiny causing fruitlessness, let it jump out of your destiny. Shout a louder, Amen. From today, what you have not been able to do, you will do it. What you have not been able to achieve, achieve it. I see you achieving it all over the place. Receive the ability to be fruitful in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands, say, my father, as I pray right now, any fruitlessness in my life, terminate it right now. As I pray right now, open the heavens, pour the anointing of fruitfulness upon my destiny right now. As I pray, Father, any barrenness, fruitlessness in any area of my destiny, I quench it by the power of the Holy Ghost. I declare right now fruitfulness is my portion. Therefore, any spirit of barrenness, fruitlessness against my life, I overturn it. I overturn it. I overturn it. Lift your hand. I overturn it. Say, I declare whatever wants to embarrass me against the will of God. Tonight, as I raise my voice, I pray right now. It is overturned. Every barrenness, fruitlessness is overturned right now. Right now, as I pray, I overturn every fruitlessness right now. Open your mouth and pray. Parua salua. Whatever is not from God, raise your hands, Father. Whatever 
is not from God. I fight against it right now. Clap your hands and pray. Everybody pray. Raise your voice. Clap your hands. Raise your voice and pray. Let there be fruitfulness. Whatever God has not planted in your life, hey, we root it out. Pray, pray, pray. I can hear you. Ah, Somebody pray, 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 pray. Maratoya, Maradua, Maduaya, Adelaba, Shalapaha, Adalia, Adalaba. We overturn fruitlessness. We overturn dryness. We overturn Matolaba, 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 Matolaba. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244 177 831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus Bethany Ministries.